welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by an exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. It's not a matter of if you get an RV. It's a matter of when you get an RV (laughs) at midamericarv.com. What a wonderful Wednesday that we have here today. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit of NFL quarterbacks, a little golf. Well, golf action, we haven't talked much about that on this podcast. Going to get it today. And uh, we're going to visit some NBA playoff scenarios, look at the teams, the seedings, the standings, and also we'll finish it off with a golf edition of Would You Rather. A lot of golf in the rundown today. Hey, we're part of that that is because we are having a golf tournament on May 7th, which is open to all players. I know that we have a lot of local guys that come, guys and gals. Actually, I gotta, I gotta do a better job at that. We got a lot of ladies teams. We actually do <laughs> guys and gals playing this year, and other. And so I think that we should open this up also to our our more regional and national audiences too. Uh, if you are finding your way to Joplin, Missouri, May seventh, we're gonna have a three person scramble. $75 per player. We're working on some cool raffle items. We're doing cash giveaways. Uh, I know Big Country and I will be out there. Uh, Matt Miller, ESPN, will be doing <laughs> s- some other giveaways, some donations in the form of airplane shooters. You can find us on the carts. We're not playing. We'll be out there hosting, having a good time. The oh, hostess yeah. with the mostest shots is the winner at the end of the day. And so it will be fun. I, obviously, not the easiest place to get to. We do have an airport where you can fly in, mm-hmm. check it out, spend uh, a couple days here with us golfing. It will be a good time. But that's my plug for our, our local golf tournament that we're doing. I think you did a fantastic job. I think you had it's a It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you decide to come play in the Mike Up Golf Tournament. This year, May 7th. Yeah. It's one of my favorite sports days. We on did mention it was a three-man scramble. Two three teams per scramble. hole. Get it right. What did I say? You said three man, and it is not. It is a three person scramble. I apologize. I always look at that as like woman, man. Mm, yeah, that's on me. I'll it's be like better. Old Testament. We all about the New Testament. It's like going to the moon. Like, oh, I don't want to be the old. Kanye. One step for man. One no. It's everyone. But all anyway, it is a three person scramble. Seventy five dollars per player. And it will be a good time. We're going to have, uh, like I said, cash payouts, two flights, lunch cash provided. Payouts, lunch on a donation. We'll also be partnering with the 417 Foundation and the 15%. Uh, one does coats for kids in the area and also has done a wonderful job at uh, providing school supplies and uh, clearing lunch uh, debt. School balances? Yeah, lunch balances. Did you it's, say lunch debt? It is, it is what it is. It's a debt. <laughs> If you don't pay it, like, they're going to have to. I wish you could have seen the look on your face and you're like, debt? (laughs) I think that's the way they worded it to me when I used to have ring up a balance. Oh, man, it was the worst going home. As an adult. (laughs) To go home to my mom and be like, hey, like, they say I owe money for school As an adult, homie. 
There's no one, one else I can point blame to. Then they're like, I go through the line like, Mr. Miller, you owe $17. You have a debt. And then I got to hit up the 417 Foundation and be like, hey, like the way my bank account's set up, I, I need some lunch money. Uh, but we'll also be partnering with the 15% that provides meals and food for people in the area. Uh, it's, it's a great time. It's a great cause. Get out there. Golf for everyone. I mean, the just I've never swung a club in my life person. Had them out there last year. Yep. To the uber-competitive I want to be challenged, person. I will tell you, there are going to be some good golfers out there. There are also going to be some very bad golfers out there. So golf for everyone. Uh, but we do have NFL news and notes and uh, a little bit more on the Deshaun Watson thing that's going on. Uh, we had the NFL owners meeting going on this week. Roger Cadell was questioned uh, about maybe some pending punishments, if Deshaun Watson is going to be punished. And he said that, they are looking at this seriously, but that there is no timetable in place for when or if, if or when a punishment could be handed down. And to that I say, gee, thanks, Raj. Like you really gave us a lot of information there. You pretty much said absolutely nothing. But I will say, I understand it. What, I don't know what Roger Goodell is supposed to do. I understand that members of the media have to ask these questions sometimes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, his hands are kind of tied on this one. There's nothing he can do. There's been no criminal charges. The NFL, I think, has been investigating this thing for months. I mean, almost a year now. I'd say pretty close to a year, yeah. And they ha- they've found nothing. Has it been a year up to this point? I, it's It's got to be close. It's before the draft. We're about a month away from the draft. So yeah, that is true. Approximately one year. And like like I said, Roger Goodell, I don't, I don't know. He can't really come out and say, yeah, we're going to suspend the guy. He hasn't been found guilty of anything. Yep. And I, I mean, just guilty by, you know, appearance, public opinion. Yeah. Is it is, I do want, what I'm going to hate is if more information comes out, which I shouldn't say I'm going to hate it, but because it's just inevitably going to happen. All the information that comes flooding out that, you know, all this stuff on Deshaun Watson while people still trying to bury his name. And it's like, okay, they already went through this entire process through court. And so now we're just going to have to hear all the information that was shared and given to the court that's now going to be open to the public and everyone's going to respond to it. And he's going to have to go through that entire process again. Now, you know, granted, these are his own decisions and the 22 allegations were put against him for a reason, whatever that reason may be. But like you said, he hasn't been, you know, charged with anything from from any juries or anything like that with court. So at some point i'm sure he would like to move on from this and with Roger Goodell's situation of like okay i know you guys are asking questions we don't know <laughs> which we is are honestly waiting. the that's the stance that more people need to take on this yes is the fact that honestly no one knows what's going on and yep. i hate to like sound like i'm a defender of Deshaun Watson but the truth is no one knows yeah, you just, see a lot of wait. people mad online are like oh i can't believe the browns would do this how can they do this to all of our female fans well, it's because we don't know what happened. And if it does come out that Deshaun Watson did any of it, he's a piece of shit. He should never play football again. Uh, they should find a way to terminate that contract because it is fully guaranteed. I would think there's got to be some kind of language in there that says if you've sexually assaulted 22 women, you're a piece of shit, you do not get your money, go to jail. That should just be like an overall, like, oh, yeah, contracts are set up that way. Yeah. If you murder, rape, or sexually assault somebody, no thanks. Contract is void. You're gone. 
that's the way I would set up any contract if I were a team. I also like I know the Cowboys tried to do this with uh who was it? Was it Randy Gregory? To where like if he uh tested positive for marijuana, like his contract would almost void. I would for hope For weed? Yeah, for for weed. Are you stay, on the weed? Stay yeah. off. The and that's weed. one of the reasons why he snip, snap, snip, snaps like, no thanks. <laughs> I'm actually gonna continue to smoke my weed and I might actually test positive for it. But so go, no thank you. I'm gonna go to a state where it's legal, so suck on that. I don't even know, I don't think that matters in the NFL actually, but I would I would hope that there is some kind of terminology in that Deshaun Watson contract that does say if he's found guilty, he gets zero money. Because if he is found guilty, NFL career should be over. But where we're sitting at today, I just don't know if he's done anything. I don't know if he's done anything. So we'll see what happens with that one. But Roger Goodell, uh, yeah, he could still face punishment from the NFL. No duh. Everyone could face punishment from the NFL. Um, I did think it was interesting kind of sticking with the Deshaun Watson thing is that the Ravens owner – had some comments made, and I, some people were kind of trashing him for this, and I don't really understand it. Lamar Jackson's name kind of got brought up as maybe he doesn't want to stay with the Ravens. Uh, but he came out and said that the Deshaun Watson contract really complicates the quarterback market. I don't know why he was getting dragged for this. The Deshaun Watson contract does complicate the market. He got a fully guaranteed contract. We've never seen anything like that. And I know he made comments of, I kind of wish it wasn't him that got the first guaranteed contract. Yeah, he's up against 22 civil allegations against him. Mm-hmm. It's probably not the guy that you want to have like, oh, look, this is the first ever guaranteed contract. It should have probably been Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or maybe even his own guy, Lamar Jackson. But I, I think this was kind of another one of those no-duh situations. He's going to have to make Lamar Jackson's contract fully guaranteed now. He didn't want to have to do that. Yeah, that, now that's he what to. he means. It's like, ah, oh, Deshaun Watson shouldn't have been the first person because I can tell you right now, it wasn't going to be Lamar Jackson either. Now you're in the situation of like, oh, Lamar, like, come on, man, fully guaranteed. You sure you really want to do that? Like, you want to guarantee you're getting three hundred million dollars from us? About like a ninety ten situation. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> we'll backload it, and then if you stink, we'll get rid of you, and you don't get the money anyways. But don't worry about it. Yeah, these and guys are a, getting a, smarter. A question in the chat. Too. Well, I love those. Um, would he be able to be charged if he's already been cleared by two grand juries? Uh, wasn't he already cleared, or what was it? Uh, that's my understanding of it. Again, n- no law practice. Yeah. I've watched a couple episodes of Law & Order, SVU, um, so this doesn't qualify me to answer this question. But that's my understanding, too, is that he's been cleared by two grand jur- juries. But he does still face the – this is Deshaun Watson – he does face the 22 civil cases, so he could settle those out of court. He could be required to settle those and pay. He's not going to jail, though. Yeah. Sean and Watson's you, not going to jail. If you heard me chuckle, I'm not laughing at the Deshaun Watson stuff. It's the fact that Brooks is over here going, Mellow Esquire? No law practice? Uh, did I like go to that type of name. That used to be the old Instagram. That used to be the Twitter handle, too, was Mellow yeah. Esquire. And the joke was that I went to school for so long that I could have been a lawyer, but I wasn't because it took your boy about six years to get a four-year degree. Hey, there's no timeline on that stuff. I know they say it's four years. They lie. They if you do wanna lie. Get four, if you want to get your degree in four years, you're going through hell and back. Trust me because I did it because I thought I was going to uh-huh. be a failure if I didn't get it in four years. And then I graduated and I was like, fuck, 
kind of wanted to stay in school. Yeah, True life I remember stuff, not fun. Looking at my plan, and I was like, I, "What is it?" I had like ten semesters on. It. I'm like, ten semesters? That's five years of Let school. Let me do the math real quick. <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm supposed to get a four year degree, but you are telling me you've outlined it as a five year degree. I'm like, oh, but you take some summer classes. Fuck that and fuck your summer classes. I'm not going to be there. Yeah. I've got baseball games to watch. That's 100. what I'm going to do. And then, um, just since we're on the topic, I changed my major a couple times. And then I changed states one time. That fucked me all up. So Did it really? Yeah. Six-year degree. What up? I went from being a special ed major, not classes. Not student? Major. Nope. I was going to help them uh, to deciding I wanted to be a general ed teacher. The funny thing is, I still ended up in a co-taught classroom with special ed. Wait, so you went to go be a special ed it teacher? It was my calling. And then a general ed to work teacher. with special ed kids. That's why I'm with you here today. The Lord said, I need you around some special Lord ed Lord Jesus, amen. And even when I tried to get away, Man, he don't pulls give me, me you, right back in. You sound like your mother talking right now. You sounded <laughs> like that was the same tone of voice, and it kind of freaked me out a little bit. That's why I'm here with you today. <laughs> She's a great woman. She uh, but is. the Ravens. You're a turd, though. <laughs> <laughs> the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Um, we'll see what happens. I think a lot of people maybe just took these comments from the owner and turned it to create this narrative that maybe Lamar Jackson didn't want to be a Raven and that that's why he hasn't signed his contract yet. It is my opinion that he hasn't signed his contract yet because he doesn't have an agent that it is him and his mother working through this, trying to figure it out and negotiating this contract and also trying to take care of everything that he's doing on the field. So I, I think that is why it's been a slow process. If you would have asked me a month ago if this was going to be a quick process, I would have told you no because he doesn't have an agent. So I, I think Lamar Jackson wants to be there. I saw him tweet this morning that he wants to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ravens aren't giving him up. And just because his contract is up after this year, he's going to get franchise tacked. If they can't figure out a contract, he's getting franchise tagged twice. Yep. He's not leaving. He ain't going anywhere. Now, my question is, though, if you're Lamar Jackson, do you want a long-term contract or do you want a shorter contract so you get paid more times if you have success? Right. We, or is it just that. like, sorry to interrupt you, you want to do a long-term contract because you're sitting here looking at the AFC like, man, it is going to be hard to get huge amounts of success in this conference. Nah. I you still don't think don't. that's a mindset? I know that's a your thing. I, nope. If you ask Lamar Jackson who's a better quarterback, you or Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't hesitate. He says himself. Well, that's a stupid answer. In your opinion. That's a fair point. But, I mean, other than the Super Bowl, which is like a team thing, he's got just as many MVPs. It's just a different style of quarterback. Now, I do think Patrick Mahomes is better. But in Lamar Jackson's opinion, and probably some of the Ravens, front office and teammates' opinions, it's Lamar Jackson. So I I do think that, back to your question of, like, is he going to take a long-term deal like we saw Patrick Mahomes do? Or is he going to kind of bet on himself and maybe take one of these shorter contracts like we've seen with Dak Prescott? I would bet he takes a shorter contract. Because I think even if we ask our guy, Patty Mahomes, hey, how do you feel about that contract? He left a lot of money on the table. He definitely did. Like, even at the time of signing, we thought, oh, he left some money on the table. That contract already looks good, and it's, what, two years old? Yeah. I mean, and it looks good for the Chiefs. <laughs> it's like, thank you for signing him when you did, because now I mean, you're, he's going to be outpaid by Lamar Jackson, definitely going to be next. 
He's going to make more. Deshaun Watson already making more. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Lamar Jackson does take a little bit of a shorter contract. But again, a shorter contract could be eight years. <laughs> yeah. I, I expect him to come in more of like the five-year deal. That's what I was wondering. Like, Would he want to do the four-year deal kind of like Dak did, or does he want to go the five, six, or seven-year deal? Now, seven is not really that hurt of. But the reason I bring up the competition in the AFC is because everything went wrong for the Ravens this year, and they finished last in their division. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, phew, now everyone else in your division is reloaded. And the Steelers, understandably with a quarterback, a little different. Still Here's my the opinion there, on that one. Because even like you've said before with guys like trying to get to the NFC, if you're running from competition, I don't want you on my team. If Lamar Jackson has ever hesitated and thought, oh, man, I'd love to go to an easier path and get to the NFC, let me help you get there because that's a bitch move. If you are running from competition to say, oh, like this is tough over here, eventually you're going to have to be the best team in the league regardless of if you're in the AFC or the NFC. So if, if you did have a guy like that, Sayonara. I would not have him on my team. Like Even with Baker Mayfield, I know that I've said I've hated him before. I love the fact that he went to Cleveland and was like, I'm going to be the guy that changes it. I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to take on this task. And he did. He led him to, to a playoff win. So I love that. So if a guy is even thinking about, like, even Aaron Rodgers, like, oh, i got to get out of the NFC or anything like that, or Russell Wilson, anybody, that's – you shouldn't be playing pro sports. You don't have that competitive drive in you. Well, I'm not looking at it Bye. 100%. And I'm, I want to make it known that I'm not looking at it as I'm like he's running from competition. But if you sign a four-year contract and two of the years your entire team's just dismantled with injuries and you're not getting success, the teams look at it like, oh, we're going to blow this thing up. Your contract's coming to an end. That's going to save us a ton of money. You're gone. But if you sign that seven-year deal and you want to beat there, then you're guaranteed there that at least another two years through that and then might strike gold with everyone being healthy and the right guys being in there. Or is that still the wrong mindset to have in terms of trying to get your contract figured out? I don't know. I just I does that make sense? Am I wording it correctly? No, not really. I think I'm still <laughs> kind of confused. Just to be honest with you, but I I mean I love the way guys like Patrick Mahomes did it. Like, hey, I'm gonna go get my money, but then he immediately called like Chris Jones, like, hey, I left some on the table for you. Like, he got paid. Yeah. At the time of signing, nobody was looking at the Mahomes deal and thinking, wow, he he's underpaid. Uh, he got his money, 45 mil per, but then did leave some room for guys like Chris Jones. And the way that they set up that contract, I think Lamar Jackson could do something pretty similar to that, to where, like, hey, I do want to win here, but at the same time, this is my window of opportunity to get paid. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Yeah. And do that with the Baltimore Ravens. I can't imagine ever leaving an organization like the Ravens either. Like the Ravens, the Steelers. The Packers. They do things so well. Mm-hmm. Always. They're, they have my entire life. They've done things well. Same. Or if I were a Cowboys quarterback, they set people up for future success. Though. <laughs> you can be a shitty Cowboys quarterback and still go on to have success after your playing career. Yeah, you're going to eventually become the head coach offensive coordinator is what you're going to be. <laughs> right. And if you're you can, good, you're right in the yeah. booth. Right Ellen in the booth. Moore, Jason Garrett, Tony Romo, Troy Aikman. All, none of those guys were the best, or maybe even top five in their career. Even Aikman and Romo. I don't think they were ever top five quarterbacks. Really? But, yeah. No chance. Romo never was either? No, get out of here. In the, Brady, the late Manning. 2000s. <laughs> so to start with those two. Yeah. And then Breeze. Uh-huh. Roethlisberger. Rodgers. 
Well, Rodgers wasn't Rogers wasn't until like what 2010. Uh, probably like uh, well, yeah, when he was drafted and then played probably. Yeah. Before that, Brett Favre. Well, she. Had... I mean, that's just five right there without even looking at a list of. I I don't I think Tony Romo's really overrated. Well, he has like a ton of fourth quarter comebacks. Mm-hmm. He also has a ton of fourth quarter choke moments. Right. It, for that, it's almost like uh, Excuse congratulations. Excuse me, it's 2008 for Rodgers. Thank you, Matt, in the chat. Congratulations, you played a lot of close games in the fourth quarter. You know who doesn't have a lot of fourth quarter comebacks? Really good quarterbacks who blow everyone out. That's why I think that is an overrated stat, too. Like, oh, okay, it's cool that you're able to do that. But I'm sure that there are other quarterbacks like a Peyton Manning type that have like no fourth quarter comebacks. And it's because they were always winning. They didn't allow anyone to come back on them or they didn't have to come back themselves. So that's kind of my thing. And with Romo, I do think that Cowboys quarterbacks get a little bit elevated. Sorry, Devin. I think it's the <laughs> truth. And I grew up a Cowboys fan. Mid-90s. Loved them. I actually didn't like Troy Aikman then, but... Uh, that's the power of the star on your helmet, though. So it's like it's actually a compliment to the Cowboys. If you play for them, they're so popular, they're so talked about that your players kind of get elevated to, oh, we thought he was a Hall of Famer when I don't think Tony Romo should be a Hall of Famer. I don't think he should be in the discussion of Hall of Fame. Wow. And I don't, I don't think that's a bold take. Maybe it is. Or maybe you just love Tony Romo. I wouldn't say I love him, but I'm sitting here. I would say you're in like with He's him. He's got. <laughs> I am in like with Tony Romo. 248 <laughs> career touchdowns, 117 interceptions, 97% rate. How, I, I don't know, so I'm actually asking. Like, How does any of that stack up all time, though? I mean, I think if you're throwing just as, like half as many interceptions are, your, are touchdowns, it's probably not very good. Yeah, so I like I, <laughs> that's my oh buddy. Yeah, I mean he's less than thirty five thousand career passing yards. I say he's not top twenty in passing yards. Yeah, <laughs> I just pulled it up real quick and was trying to find it. And for some reason, I went to NFL dot com to look at stats instead of right. the Godfather of it. So that's on me. Mm-hmm. But that's my soapbox about Tony Romo. Tony Romo is thirty sixth all time in passing yards. That's not – it's good. I don't want to try <laughs> shit on you and be like, oh, my God, that's terrible. And that's pretty impressive. You can go tell your kids about it and be like, hey, by the way, 36 is all the time. I'm top 40 in passing yards. Yeah, I'm top that's 50 quarterback good. in league history. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's 24th in passing touchdowns. So that's good, but I don't know that that's Hall of Fame. Like that, Those numbers are going to get destroyed by some of these quarterbacks that are coming up. Mahomes, Allen, mm-hmm. a lot of them. Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, yep. Joe Burrow, Justin Zach Herbert. Wilson, yep, nah, Zach Wilson. I was just trying to sneak his name. Come in. on, guy. Uh, but I, I'm curious to see when this Lamar Jackson deal does get done. Now, if you don't have a lawyer, can you seek lawyer advice? <laughs> like, is that a possibility? Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, can you actually kind of help me out this? And or the lawyer they're still going like, to take actually, a percent, though. And, and even oh. if you like you. Uh, draw up, I don't know, let's say, divorce papers. And you're like, we're going to do this without lawyers. But then you're like, hey, actually, take a look at this for me. They're going to like charge you a fee. They're going to take a look at it and say, yep, you're getting fucked, and you're going to sign that paper, and then you're going to go get that spatula that you always wanted. 
That's how it's going to work for Lamar Jackson. <laughs> He's going to negotiate it, <laughs> draw up the papers, probably, uh, hopefully have somebody look at it just to make sure there's no Could weird... you imagine being a lawyer, looking at divorce papers, and get to the part where it's like, pick what you want, and your ass goes, alarm clock. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> right. an alarm clock was the first pick, and then it went house. This must be a typo. It looks like you put spatula on the list. <laughs> no, 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 sir. Let's bump that one up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I could not imagine. I just look at these, all these lawyers' offices that are around us, and they're just here in their nice cars, business suits, going through these paperwork. And it's like, first thing this guy wanted, alarm clock. I would tell my buddies at the table, you guys aren't going to believe this. I, I still love that alarm clock. No, I respect it. it is, it's just a funny story. A lot of people do get confused. They're like, man, this guy still uses an alarm clock? No, I use it like in the middle of the night. I wake up, I roll over. I'm like, oh, what time is it? I'm not setting an alarm on an alarm clock. Oh, it's clock a anymore. night clock. Yeah, I'd use my phone for that. I'm not a monster. <laughs> but you also, wait, you don't even use the alarm clock to wake you up anymore? No. Nope, I use my phone. Dang. I stopped wearing a watch when I moved here. So I got my phone now. That's a quote from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, but with Lamar Jackson, the ADD is flaring up for me today. I I wonder if it happens this off season or if it does bleed into, you know, next year where he does have to get hit with the franchise tag, or maybe they can work something out. And not having an agent, I think it would be pretty hard to work out this deal during the season, especially now when you have all this guaranteed money going to to quarterbacks. Yep. And guys like Deshaun Watson, it did complicate things. I don't I don't know that that's like a negative comment it's just a fact it did make things harder for negotiating quarterback contracts as did patrick mahomes deal when it was like oh now we're paying guys 45 mil that's the going rate that complicated things and that's just the nature of the beast at the quarterback position it's the price tag is going to go up i know there for a little while we thought oh man you can't pay this guy what you're paying patrick mahomes now there are three quarterbacks being paid more than more, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. and kyler murray is about to come up Lamar Jackson about to get paid. Man, Kyler Murray. I mean, you had you mentioned what six years, three hundred million. Yeah. If you're the Cardinals, are you just laughing at that, or is it just like, oh snap, he went up, he went up again? I, I can't imagine it going up higher than that. He's not tall enough to reach that money. <laughs> so like, you got to be this high to get three hundred mil, right? But he's also got a good agent who, like, what are the Cardinals going to do if Kyler Murray says no? Actually, I want fifty-two million. You're just going to let him walk? You're going to try to trade him? It's very hard to replace quarterbacks, especially if you get a good one. That's why we've seen guys like Jared Goff and Carson Wentz get these big paydays because you thought you had your guy. You paid him early. But if you replace him, what are you going to do? Like even the Eagles who replaced Carson Wentz. It's like, oh, we drafted a guy in the second round. You still don't know if you have your guy. You're still not yeah. great. Now the Rams are a little bit different. That's probably the way to do it. Yep. But there are not many veteran quarterbacks coming available every year. That's true. So it's it's a tough situation. Or do you just do what the you know the Colts have done, and you just kind of rotate guys year to year, just enough to stay relevant. But at the same time, I don't hate it. Yeah, uh, I think it's finally worked out. Uh, I liked Philip Rivers. I thought that was a good move. Yep. I did not like Carson Wentz, but I do like the Matt Ryan move. I don't like Matt Ryan, but I do like bringing him in. I've, I've never really been a fan of. Gotcha. His. Okay. 
He's just one of it those guys. Me. I was just for. like, it's not liking tomatoes, but liking ketchup, and it just threw me for a loop there. But gotcha. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. I am kind of that guy as well. Uh, but also in the news, um, and I love this. I'm a big uniform follower. I love to check in and see what different people are doing. And yesterday, the Philadelphia Eagles announced that they would be going back to their Kelly Green uniforms for certain games. And I am a big fan of that throwback. That color, that shade of green is fantastic. And it's wild because at the time, growing up, looking at those jerseys, I thought, those are fucking ugly. But now, it's weird. Things start to come back in style. Like even the Falcons, I wanted them to go back to their 80s uniforms. The 49ers, when they changed back to their old uniforms, fantastic move. Loved it. And, I, you know, other teams doing it, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I put it out there on Twitter, and I honestly thought it was going to get a horrible reaction, but it's not. I think that the creamsicle uniforms are very overrated. Yeah, I've always thought that, and I've never voiced that opinion because, like you just said, I'm scared that I was going to get, like, jumped for not thinking that they were that cool jerseys. I think they're yeah. hideous. And I even uh, I posted a picture from the Mic'd Up account, and I even used, like, Mike Allstott. That man can make anything look good. Yeah. It's just, it's a tough look for those uniforms. And I think they've tried it before. Was it when Josh Freeman was Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of the quarterback. I yeah. think it was Josh Freeman. And I was like, eh. That doesn't doesn't look quite the yeah. same. Maybe they'll do a better job this time of making the jerseys look better. Like I, I'm also a big Nike guy. I think Nike can probably do a better job than Reebok did. But I mean, how do you make them look cooler? It's the same color. It was like the piping on the shoulders and arms and stuff. I don't know. We'll Pop see. Pop it up. Pop it up. So that you song what? just came into my head. You said the piping on the shoulders. And I thought of the song "Pipe It Up." How's that go? Pipe it up. Pipe it up. <laughs> uh, if you I had know. to choose one, though, I, I think you've probably already answered it. Uh, Eagles or Buccaneers throwback? Oh, Eagles big time. I love yep. those jerseys. And it kind of goes back to, I'll be completely honest, when I was a kid and I was started collecting trading cards and there was old Mr. Cunningham and I was like, huh, <laughs> am I related to this guy? Long story short, no. But I was like, these jerseys are also super cool. And I didn't know anybody with the name Cunningham had played in the NFL before. That was actually something I tried to look for when I was younger. Was there something in particular that gave it away that you probably weren't related? Uh, he made it to the NFL. He's actually <laughs> His athletic ability. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember. There were other, some other key differences, but we yeah. share the same name, Cousins. When I was same in with me and Kate school. Cunningham. Sorry to interrupt you. Just right? A lot of people don't know that. Uh, when I was in elementary school, uh, we had a new student move. To our school, and she was telling everybody that like she was related to someone. I don't even remember who it was. Somebody famous that was a basketball player. I was going to say, was it Jesse James again? That was a liberal That's special. everyone in this area. Uh, but I was not about to be outdone. I told the entire class that Reggie Miller was my cousin. <laughs> but I thought it made a lot of sense because he was light-skinned. And a lot of people bought into it. There, there are probably... You know, 10, 15 people still walking around this earth thinking, yeah, I went to school with Reggie Miller's cousin, actually. I mean, that explains their success are related to Reggie. He was pretty tall, um, <laughs> tan. <laughs> I, I got a nice coat on me, uh, um, especially in the summer when I'm, I'm working outside a lot. But there, there were some dumb kids, again, special ed, that believed I was related to Reggie Miller. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm not. 
I'm not related to him. But I do love these throwbacks. And mm-hmm. I want to see more teams do it. I think it's a genius idea by the NFL to let teams wear uh, multiple uh, helmets now. Because that used to be the rule. You, you got one shade of helmet. That's mm-hmm. it. Now they've changed it. So teams like um, Tampa Bay and Philadelphia are incorporating their throwbacks. I, I would love to see the Falcons do it more. They do a pretty good job of wearing those. Uh, but also teams like, uh, I know the Broncos are a very popular throwback. Oh, I love that. The blue the blue helmets with the the, the horse going through the D um, on the logo, I think that's super cool. I remember like playing Madden, and, you know, when you got to alternate jerseys and they had the throwbacks, anytime I'd play the Broncos, I would make them play in the throwback jerseys because I just thought mm-hmm. it was so cool. Yeah, And I think it's genius also because people are going to go out and buy those jerseys now. Oh, 100%. And I wish they, the NFL would kind of get behind the idea like what college does, get new alternate helmets. Like kind of get some new designs or colors involved with it because guess what? You're already selling helmets like that anyways that are signed. Now you're yeah. going to have more, like just make it more corporate. Like, and they are going to be accepting of it. You're going to be able to have two different colored helmets. So, so that it can't be help. new alternates? It, can't, it, they're not, it doesn't have to just be throwback? Uh, that, that's my understanding. But I do think a lot of teams are going just by yeah. default, going with the throwbacks. But they, they probably could incorporate more. I, I remember when the Falcons used to wear their red helmets. Uh, their red 80s throwback helmets with mm-hmm. the all-black jerseys. That was cool. But I, I do think it's a great idea because the NBA does a wonderful job. Uh, go The next time LeBron leaves, which will probably be like this summer, <laughs> go look at the different variations of Laker jerseys that, that he has already. He's been there for, what, four years? Yeah. You get all the jerseys of him wearing number 23. I bet there are... Six to eight different variations there. You get all the jerseys of him wearing six, probably the same. Six to eight variations of Laker jerseys that people will just go buy because, like, oh, I've got the yellow one, but now I want the white one. Yep. NFL would be the same way. You know, people are going to go out and they're going to buy that Tom Brady creamsicle jersey just because they don't have it. They might have the white, they might have the red or the pewter or whatever, but they just they want that next jersey. It increases sales. You know, even if like the the Chiefs came out with like a black jersey that they were wearing, that would increase sales. They they, they need to do it and putting it out there as and actually like this is a jersey that our teams wear will increase jersey sales, which is good for everybody. It's fun for the fans. It's good for the NFL. It's good for the players. Sometimes the NFL just gets in its own way, like Major League Baseball. Like, hey, actually, just let us have some fun and do this. Yep. And that's why the NBA like, continues to be a massively growing sport. That and, like, even, you know, the NBA got, like, the city involved with it. And now baseball's starting to do the same thing. I don't know how the NFL would do it because when you look at their city-designed draft hats, it was absolutely oh, just terrible. god-awful. Terrible. So, I that is That is the one area where baseball is absolutely dominating, as it should, is hats. A baseball hat is better than, like, I'm not wearing an NBA hat. I'm not wearing... An NFL hat. Mm-mm. And I'm a big Chiefs fan. Their hats are ridiculous. They're stupid. But I'll rock a Royals hat all day. I've got a, like five or six different variations of <laughs> Royals hats. Just, I don't even know why. Just because. Because I like that KC logo. It's simple. It's just it's cool. so simple, yeah. It's clean look on a hat. And the NFL needs to, to get behind that one, too. And as our guy Jake says, uh, also in the chat, I love this idea. Uh, I wish I could get an all-black out Raiders alternate jersey. Those are really cool. I've seen them before where it's just like a silver outline of the number. And a couple of years ago, maybe last year, somebody did a mock-up of the Raiders helmet, and it was all-black matte. 
That's the coolest helmet I've ever seen. I don't think I saw it. it it's the, just the same thing. Their little logo of their little Raider guy. But instead of being silver, it's black. It's that simple. And it's super cool. <laughs> they, they should definitely be doing it. Uh, another thing that our listeners should definitely be doing is checking out Club 609. Uh, no, let's do our first thing. <laughs> We've been rolling here Brother. today. <laughs> let's go to Roper Kia first. Yeah. Uh, check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. Mention us here at Miked Up. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. I was starting to think I missed the first round. I was like, ah. I looked I at the time, saw it. we were 40 minutes in, and thought, oh. Hey. Third break. <laughs> did the same thing yesterday. <laughs> Next anyway. up, though, is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions. The best thing about the website is that when you go to checkout, you don't have to worry about any hidden fees. Also, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. What are you fist bumping about? Do you have a bet over there? Because people are already in the chat saying nip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> love people, you guys. <laughs> we got to like take a screenshot, do a clip, send it to our guys at Gunspot and be like, you are now the most popular ad because people are, we're not skipping ahead. We're not pushing through for the 30 seconds. People are listening to hear if you say NIF <laughs> and it's, it's a genius marketing thing that I wish was on purpose, but it's not. <laughs> no. it is just a natural thing that people are like, oh, ad break. Let's listen closer. <laughs> Let's listen to this guy mess up the word if again. I'm going to clip it out. I'm not really, but somebody should. You know that scene of like everybody's in a bar watching a soccer game, and then something happens and they all react? Yeah. I need uh, just like audio clip of you saying NIF, and the minute you do, the second you do, everybody erupts. <laughs> Beer's throwing everywhere, and we'll tag it with Gunspot. Everybody will be happy. It's not a matter of NIF. It's a matter of when we get to our next break. How about this one, though? outside of the NFL, golf. Tiger Woods might be back. And as I said on Twitter, Tiger's back is back. And I'm excited about it. He's got a bad back. No, yeah, he just threw me for a second. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it, but I think we need to be cautiously optimistic. Again, let me be the thief of joy and tell you, he's probably not going to be good. Yeah. I need to get his son out there golfing instead of old Papa. Hey, Charlie, how you doing, man? <laughs> exactly. But it, it, it's cool to see him return. It's cool to see him back out there, potentially. Um, he is on the list, but he has not publicly confirmed that he will be playing in the Masters. But it is in the news because his name is on the list. And he did play a full 18 yesterday with um, Justin Thomas. Yep. People, obviously, they see him out there. They see him walking the course. They're starting to get excited. He has already publicly said he's only going to be playing like major events and like programs and things like that. So with the Masters coming up, uh, I do think that it's exciting. But I, I want to see Tiger come back and be Tiger. Like if he comes back and he shoots like a plus eight or something like that, or you know, is just hunkered over in pain. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. They're going to go. Is that big country out there? Plus eight? Yeah. Huh. Hey, Tiger, the green's that, that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just heckling him. Um, I thought so, you were good. It, it, it is tough, though, because with Tiger Woods, I mean, I think a lot of us probably remember, I mean, he used to just be absolutely dominant. Mm -hmm. There used to be the Tiger roar of you would hear him do something on hole seven, and you'd be trying to tee off on eight and be like, fuck, what did he just do? 
Like, how am I supposed to catch up with whatever he's doing back there? <laughs> and so you don't really get that as much anymore. But the Masters is going to be on uh, April 7th, just right around the corner, wow. um, which is also opening day. Uh, mm. But it is exciting. Hopefully he comes back. Hopefully he is healthy. Hopefully his back won't give him any problems. I, I hope not. And, you know, kind of the same thing with his legs, too, because that's what he injured in the car wreck. So hopefully everything mm-hmm. with him in health consideration is okay and good because i would like to see him at the masters i would like to see him on the course see him out there i'm sure the world of golf would as well as they should but i want to see him be good i don't want to see him go out there and be mediocre but at the same time to be completely honest i don't care how he golfs i just want to see him out there it's good for the game the people are going to watch and pay attention just because of tiger woods right yeah you're tuning in whether he's bad or whether he's good you're tuning in to see how he does which is good for the game of golf like you said more people more eyes on it and there are still a lot of really good golfers out there that are up and coming i'm not a big watch golf guy no i've gotten excited about some of the playoff rounds of the masters i watched the masters last year it's kind of like my college basketball thing it takes me a little bit of time i've dipped my toe in last year maybe i'll get fully just involved with it this year maybe i'll watch and get excited maybe i'll put some money down on a guy to win and that's a, a good way to get involved with anything. You know, put a little money down if you're in one of those great states that allow it. But even then, like, it, it's just good for golf. And good to see a guy who, uh, you know, one of those, like, the GOATs, the greatest of all time, the greatest golfer I've ever seen, to be back and playing. And speaking of GOATs, uh, the number two all-time basketball player, LeBron James, uh, a little news about the Lakers, he's still hurt. That's news. However, they also fell out of the play-in tournament yeah. last night. They lose a game. They're now tied with the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs, uh, I'm not sure why, have the tiebreaker over them. So right now, if the season ended today, the Lakers are not making the playoffs. At a 10-team playoff in the Western Conference, they are not making it. I mean, it is, it is absolutely falling apart in Los Angeles. I mean, you have to have the highest payroll and not make the playoffs, right? Like at everyone oh. else there, yeah. Because you're, <laughs> it's Portland, Sacramento, Oklahoma City, and Houston, and the Thunder and Rockets have already been eliminated because they've won 20 games this year. And then you look at the Lakers. The Lakers have only won 31. Yeah. This is just stupid. I know. I know. A lot of times we talk about the seeding, and we're like, "Oh, they're in ninth place. They're in tenth. Now they're in eleventh. Their record is terrible, though. This isn't like." What it used to be in the They're Western Conference. They're on a three-game losing streak. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And but you in, play the Jazz tomorrow. Yeah, you used to be in the Western Conference. You'd have all eight teams with a very good record. Everybody was significantly over the 500. Or, you know, maybe you'd have the eight seed coming in, and they were like 41 and 41. But they were very good teams. This year, you know, with the playing game, it's just it's bad. For the Lakers to be this bad is pretty shocking. Again, I'm not a LeBron hater. I, I like him. I think he's second-best basketball player I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tough. There's seven more watch. games, and they play Utah, New Orleans, Denver, Phoenix, Golden State, Oklahoma City, and Denver again. So you got to play the Suns. you got to go through Denver twice and Golden State. Yep. Good luck. And with LeBron, um, he is on contract still for the 2022-2023 season, so next year. I do wonder, 
if this is also his last year with the Lakers. Because just because he is on contract doesn't mean anything. He can request a trade. And honestly, it's weird to say this. It might be in the Lakers' best interest Yeah. to say, all right, we're, we tried the Anthony Davis experiment. We're done with him because, honestly, he's trash too. Yeah. Russell Westbrook takes a lot of the heat. Anthony Davis needs to take more heat than what he's getting because the dude is just not on the court. Yeah, it's freaking weak. So you should probably – I mean, I think we can all agree that Russell Westbrook is done for. He's He can't come back. He might as well game. retire, honestly. Right. Like a- just- Anthony Davis is never playing. I would try to trade him. LeBron, like, thanks for the championship. Where do you want to go? So even though he does have one year on his contract left, I, I think these next couple games are going to be very deciding for his future. If they don't make the playoffs, I think that this might be a good opportunity for them to mutually part ways. And the Lakers say, we're going to go younger. We're going to try to build that way. And LeBron can go play with a more veteran team somewhere else or go to Cleveland. Like, if I'm the Lakers and I can trade LeBron back to Cleveland for some of the young talent that they have, huh, hell yeah. If I'm the Cavs, I might not want LeBron back in a trade. Is Honestly, thing. no. Yeah, it didn't work out. Well, I guess it kind of did. They Send his ass back to Miami or something. Right? Like Maybe that like, would be a good place. Take Carmelo Anthony with him. <laughs> but it, it, it's crazy to see the Lakers being so bad. Obviously, this is not something that LeBron has really experienced before. I mean, even in his first run with the Cavs, they were still pretty good. I mean, they were an up-and-coming team. They were making yeah. the playoffs. And I mean, When was the last time LeBron didn't make the playoffs? Uh, I think that first or second that first year, year with the Lakers. Yeah, yep, they didn't. And I think after was, like eleven, like after ten straight trips to the finals. Yeah, and I think he was suffering an ankle injury that year too. Uh, no, that was last year, right before the end of the season. And he dealt. With yeah, but I, I think it was. I think it was the oh. same year too. Where that if he did, I don't they, remember that first. If year. I remember right, they shut him down at the end of the season because it was we're not going to make the playoffs anyway. I you're suffering you're, from an ankle injury, so I we'll just shut right. it down and then. He has kind of developed into a, an ankle injury guy. Yeah, I mean, especially at his age, he's 37. Once you start that, it's it's hard for it to just be fine again, especially if he tries to continue to play through pain as much as he has been. Yeah, it's a tough look. And, you know, being age 37, you're not going to recover from those injuries, like yeah. you said. And his game hasn't fallen off. But I mean, it's hard to do at 26. I couldn't imagine doing it at 37. I can barely get up off the floor at 34. So, yeah, I get it. But it is crazy to look at these NBA standings. And, I like, all year I've been waiting for teams like the Grizzlies to just fall apart. They actually just kind of feel like they're getting stronger. <laughs> yeah. And that's in, you know, the Western Conference. They're the two seed right now. They've clinched a playoff spot. The Suns continue to be very good, and no one talks about them. It's kind of irritating. Like, and, I mean, and they're doing it we're without part of that ball. problem as well of not talking about them. But, right. like, my God, they are just tearing it up. They lost 14 games this year. Yeah. It's incredible. Was it uh, – I think it was Memphis that just ran uh, the Warriors out the gym. Did they have everyone playing, though? Uh, maybe that's – maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. they didn't. Uh, but we'll see what happens when they start clicking. Luka has been going to 90, off. 123 to 95 was the score of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Utah – if they can kind of get their guys going with Devin Mitchell, Rudy Gobert in the middle, they can still be dangerous. Denver made a really good run last year. Uh, the Clippers are another team that we don't talk about. Uh, Paul George coming back. I totally forgot about that dude. Yeah, uh, same. I thought he probably retired. Honestly, it was just like, he's on the face of the earth. I saw the Paul George stuff, and I thought, holy shit, 
what's Kawhi doing? <laughs> like, exactly. I haven't, I haven't even thought about him in he forever. He got injured in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. right? I assume he's got to be pretty close to coming back. Although, I will tell you, as a former Spurs fan, I have watched that man get hurt. I've watched him get cleared and then still say, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not going to play. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with Kawhi. But, the, I mean, the Clippers are in, they're an eight seed right now, but they haven't been healthy. Kawhi hasn't played all year. Paul George has missed most of the season as well. So we'll see what happens when those guys get healthy. And the San Antonio Spurs and the Pelicans, like, congratulations, you're currently in there, but you're not going to make any noise. Yep. Same yep. with the Timberwolves. They're seven in the Western Conference. They do have some star power, so maybe they can put it together in a playoff run. Cat has stepped up tremendously this year. The dude's been fantastic. I wouldn't be surprised if the Timberwolves, Timberwolves were good next year. Like now they've kind of gotten the taste of, hey, we're a playoff team, and we're getting our feet wet here, and the next year they, they get a little more. They add some They're veteran guys. the entire season. Mm-hmm. You get um, Edwards in there who can maybe take over and be – a very dominant scorer, or maybe he does it this postseason. But, I mean, even in the Eastern Conference, uh, your Miami Heat, uh, things have looked better for them. It seems like the off-court stuff is probably fine, as much as I've been paying attention. The Bucks have looked very good of late. The Celtics, the 76ers. The Bulls have sadly kind of been that team that started out hot and has had a little bit of a regression. But that also could just be the fact that the Sixers, Bucks, and Celtics have been playing better. But it is almost NBA playoff time, and obviously I'm very excited about it. It's March Madness has been dominating for mm-hmm. a while here. When April hits, it is going to be back to the NBA and the playoffs. Some of these superstars, we're still seeing the MVP race go down, uh, which is also exciting. And we'll see what happens with the Lakers. I, I hate to shit on LeBron all the time. He's, he's the only guy carrying that team. He has yeah. absolutely no help. Also, it is kind of his own fault for bringing those guys in. 100%. But on the court, he's absolutely carrying that team. Looking at the Eastern Conference, sitting at the top, your boy's Miami Heat. Now, I'm not going to sit here and try and lie and get all cocky. I didn't know they were number one seed. So I'm going to go ahead and do what I've been doing and not pay attention until we get to the playoffs and then go, look out. This might blow your mind. They've been the one seed for a very long time. Like I said, I've not been paying attention to it. <laughs> yep. So I'm going to go back to doing that and ignoring it. But that's what I'm talking about. The Miami bad news back on for top, you baby. is that now that you, you've like noticed it today, the Bucks are, are catching them. The Bucks have been playing very well of late, and they are catching them. It's okay. <laughs> Which, I mean, still a two-seed. If you started you the season. swept in the playoffs again? What? Sorry? Yeah, like, but I, like I was going to say, if you ask yourself – before the season started, if you would be happy with the Miami Heat being the two seed, you would have said, hell yeah, like that's that's fantastic. Yep. So even though the Bucks are catching them, you might be in a situation, honestly, just looking at the standings, where you might want to be the two seed. Give me the Hornets instead of the Hawks or the Nets. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. Maybe there's going to be some tanking going on at the end of the season. But it is almost... Uh, NBA time. It is time for that Club 609 um, ad break now, where I tried to start it earlier today. Happy Hour is fantastic. It runs from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock, featuring two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours right here at Club 609. The address for that establishment is 609 South Main Street. Mm, That makes sense. 
I love that. Uh, another place you guys should visit right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, is Downtown Loop. They are located on 1st in Main Street, like I said, right in the heart of Joplin. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that, so be sure to visit their website at downtownloop.com for their full list of services. Also, I say with Gunspot, I'm going to say it here. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to need your oil change and your tire service, so go ahead and get that taken care of right there at Downtown Loop here in Joplin, Missouri. I tried. I tried to say if. It's pissing me off. You really? I thought you just leaned into no, it. No, I'm not I wasn't trying to lean into it. I'm reading. trying to fight it. I'm trying to just be like, it's a matter of if. I just, damn it. It's a matter of if. It's a matter of if. It's a matter of if. <laughs> I went, we need to go back to streaming on YouTube because that last time when you said it, it's a matter of if, you were. Trying not to say it. I, I was confident it, that I wasn't going to. Yeah, the audio is going to pick up like, oh, yeah, he leaned into it and he said it again. At no point in this podcast or ad read have you ever intentionally said NIF. <laughs> no. If you hear him say NIF, it was accidental. He's not trying to say this. I watch his face. I see the body language that is disappointment every time Big Country says NIF. <laughs> it's, it's a phenomenon. I can't under, understand What's what going on? What can I say? Honestly, I said that I, word wrong. <laughs> I think we're going to have to talk to someone about it. <laughs> I don't even know who Whether, to talk to. Yeah, <laughs> speech pathologist. Is that what it is? Speech psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know the appropriate route that I'm taking here. But I do know uh, I'm still very close friends with uh, one of my previous teachers. She is a special ed teacher. So maybe I'll hit her up and just be like, hey, you know my friend Big Country. He can't say the word if. What help can we get, my guy? But um, maybe we just start off getting you help at Club 609 or Downtown Lube. It's not a matter of if we get you help. It's a matter <laughs> of when. Let's play some Would You Rather, though. Uh, we do this every Wednesday. And the first question is a tough one. Would you rather yes or no? Yes. You're going with yes. I didn't even hear what the would you rather was. I was too busy it's laughing. It's that simple. I don't think you gave me an option on anything. Would you rather, yes or no? Yes. I'm going to go with yes as well. It's that simple. I feel like this is a, just like a, like almost a, an experience on like what you would do in a situation. It's like truth or dare. Like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> dare me, bitch. Which is kind of the opposite of what I do in real life. Because if somebody is like, hey, Friday night, what are you doing? Now you're going to have to give me some details first. <laughs> you're not getting a simple, I've got nothing going on. I want to know what we're doing. What is the plan? Where are we going? What time? And then I will answer. Oh, you want me to tag along while you go grocery shopping? Sorry, super busy. Right. Not happening. Yeah, actually, no, I've, I've got that damn laundry to do. You know how it piles up on me, and every once in a while I do it. Back when I was a kid, if people didn't want to do something like girls, they'd be like, oh, no, I have to wash my hair. Like, I'm sorry, what? I never understood that as a child. I didn't either. Like, you'd see it on TV shows and stuff like that. It's like, oh, I wish you could, but I have to wash my hair. Are you not doing that on the regular? Are you not stepping into the shower? I know you're not supposed to wash your hair every day. But at the same time, how are you using that as an excuse? It never made sense to me. So well, would I... you rather yes or no? I think the correct answer is yes. Probably because of that movie, Yes Man, uh, with Jim Carrey, uh, which was a very good one. Uh, next one, would you rather 
golf with Tiger Woods or John Daly? I thought about this before, and I wanted to say John Daly because I thought it would be more enjoyable. But I think getting to say I golfed with Tiger Woods is like a bigger accomplishment in life. That may, does that make sense? Like yeah. you could say I golf with Tiger Woods, one of the greatest golfers ever, and you just kind of get to pick up on his mannerisms or how he views things. Like just getting to admire, see that would be cool. I don't think it would be a fun time, but it would be like going to a zoo and be able to watch the animals and how they react. Like, okay, I've I've done it, I've seen it, I've like. Is there a possibility the that I have a shot or a putt or a drive where he's like, good hit? I'd be like. Fuck yeah, it was. It's even better now because you said it. <laughs> right. John Daly's going to be like, shotgun this. <laughs> right. I'm going to be hammered by John Daly is going to be a, a wonderful time. But I, there is something to just being able to say, like, yeah, I, I played golf with Tiger. I feel like you with might. John Daly, too, you'd run into the thing where you are having fun and laughing, and then his one-liners kind of get to a point where you're like, all right, you're just – I'm not going to laugh at every joke here, but it's awkward because I don't know what else to do or talk to you about besides drinking or smoking and golfing. That sounds like a pretty long conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I, I do think, I, I'll agree with you. There's something about being able to say you golfed with Tiger Woods. I do think you could walk away from that day of golf with Tiger Woods and be like, man, that day actually sucked. <laughs> it was boring. He went and talked to me. I played like shit. He played pretty well. Now his knee hurts. We're not getting drinks afterwards. But I'm going to tell everybody that I know that I got to golf with Tiger Woods. Yep. If you get to golf with John Daly... You're having a good time. And it's in a whole day event. Yeah. Now, you're not going to be able to breathe the next day because you're probably ripping cigs and shotgunning beers. It's going to be fun, though. So I, I think it's good either way. But I do think you have to check that box with Tiger Woods first to just be like, you're never going to believe this. Play around with Tiger Woods. Yeah. Now, next one. Would you rather play golf in the cold or the rain? A little mic's up golf question for you. Because we, Definitely. the first year... Blistering cold. Yep. Second year, torrential downpour of rain, like hurricane-level water droppage. Hopefully this year, May 7th, we're going to have better luck, but would you rather play golf in the cold or golf in the rain? Rain. See, I'm going cold. I just I can't stand being cold. It just pisses me off, especially I, when I'm attempting to get warm, and I step outside, and I get a big gust of wind, and it's like, oh, mm -hmm. in the rain, yeah, you're going to be wet. But there's a possibility that's still warm outside. So you're just yeah. wet and you're fine. And with golf, like usually in the cold, you can just be like, oh, I'll put more clothes on. It doesn't work that way with golf because now you're affecting your swing. Mm -hmm. So you, you can't go out there with like a big coat or a heavy coat. I'm sure they make some incredibly expensive golf gear for the cold. Yeah. I mean, a fucking average polo is like $70 if you slap it in the golf section. <laughs> uh, but I will still – I'll take the cold because I, I absolutely hate having my feet get wet. And if my feet get wet, they immediately get cold. It could be 85 and raining. If my feet are wet, they're cold. Yeah. And I, I hate it. And like even having to coach in the rain sometimes, I hate that. Yeah, so that I'm, would be annoying. I'm cold over rain. But I've also uh, – I've golfed in the cold some a couple times, and it's one of those things where it hurts to hit the ball. Yes. Like after a while, your hands literally, you're like, uh, you don't want to swing anymore. Yeah, it's like, it I'm hurts. done. I would much rather just go home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, obviously, would prefer a nice day. Yeah. But a I, nice I will sunny, cloudy day would be 
beautiful. Yeah, Third time's a charm. Please, God, let us have nice weather on May 7th. Um, and last one, would you rather only use a driver or only use a putter? Uh, I'm going to say driver. Same. Because last time I went golfing, I used my three wood on about every hole. Everyone's like, ah, what about your par threes? Yeah. Barely swung. Mm-hmm. Barely swung the club. I've even. I rocketed it there to the green. I was like, I can hit this straight. I'm going to keep doing it. I feel like I can putt with the same amount of success with just about any club as I can my putter. <laughs> I can take a pitching wedge up there and accurately hit a putt just as well as I can using my putter. I, I love, feel like I could do the same. How do you read the green when you do it? Like when you go on and you look at where your ball is and the hole. How do I read the green? Yeah, like do you get down and squat and kind of like hold what's your my club approach? Up? Yeah. Uh, usually I get to the green in about two shots, um, and then I, uh, I approach the ball. And I don't fucking read the green because I don't know how. I don't waste my time. I don't do the crouch thing. If you ever golf with me and you see me crouch down and like put my club in front of me, know that I'm doing it as a joke. I am mocking the game of golf by doing that because I have no idea what that means. I don't know what I'm looking for. <laughs> I've been golfing with people before and they're like, oh, here's your line. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. Or they'll be like, oh, just hit it to like this little mark that's on the green. Like that? No, I'm going to hit it to the hole. That's what I do. <laughs> oh, but it tilted off to the left. All right. Yeah, like, cool. I don't know how much, so I'm just going to try to hit it to the hole. <laughs> Am I going to have to four putt? Probably. But I'll tell you, there are times where I just get lucky. And <laughs> it's pretty accurate. <laughs> One out of 18 times, pretty lucky on the putt. Uh-huh. No, I, I, cannot, I cannot read a green. I can't do it. How That's about fine. this one? I got another one in the chat. Um, if you could no longer be a Chiefs fan, would you rather be a Chargers, Broncos, or Raiders fan? I'm going to throw this one to you first. Um, probably a Chargers fan. Yeah? Yeah. I like the color scheme. I like the players on that team. I've always kind of liked the Chargers. Like, even when I was younger, I just, again, their logo I thought was awesome. Their color scheme. I loved Phil Rivers, LaDainian Tomlinson, Antonio mm-hmm. Gates. It was just, loved everyone that was on that team. Um, I have a, a funny Chargers story about how long I've been a football fan and an NFL draft fan. When I was in junior high, like 7th or 8th grade, the Chargers had the first overall draft pick, and they traded it to number 5 overall. With the number 1 overall pick, the Atlanta Falcons selected Michael Vick. At number 5 overall, the Chargers took LaDainian Tomlinson. And then on the flip in the second round, they took Drew Brees. I come back to school on Monday. Um, My football coach, history teacher, he knows I love the draft. He knows I love football. He's talking to me all about this. He's like, who do you think had the best draft? And I said, definitely the Chargers. Like, they nailed it. They knocked it out of the park. And he goes on, like, a rant of, like, playfully telling me that I'm wrong and that LaDainian Tomlinson, like, won't be good in the NFL. Drew Brees is too short. They should have taken Michael Vick. He's an electric player. I'm like, I I actually disagree with you. I want to find that guy and be like, hey, remember when we had that discussion for an entire class period about the Chargers draft in, like, 1999 or 2000? And just kind of see what Do you remember the teacher's name? I do. He's no longer a teacher, though. He, oh, I he left the profession. No, alive. I was like, no, he left. I think he's still alive. He left the profession. He was a younger guy, yeah. uh, but I, I do. I vividly remember that because I think that was one of the, maybe the first times I'd had like a true draft discussion with somebody outside of my family, or maybe even the first time somebody was like, "No, you're wrong." <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't. 
I, I still think I was very accurate. Now, the Drew Brees thing was kind of weird because obviously they ended up trading him. Mm-hmm. And I also loved Philip Rivers, but it, it, was a, it was a fun time. My would you rather, um, who would I be a fan of? It's the Raiders all day. Really? I absolutely love the Raiders uniforms. And even some of the players that they have now, um, I will say out of all of Chiefs' kingdom, out of every Chiefs fan in the world, there's not a bigger Darren Waller fan than I am. I love Darren Waller. Really? I think he's the second best tight end in the league. I don't know. You thought that highly of him. Yep, and he is. I knew you, that you thought he was a good tight end, but I didn't realize you were like number one Chiefs kingdom fan of Darren Waller and number two tight end. Yeah. Who, so I what's did. your ranking then? I, I still think it's Travis Kelsey. No, George Kittle? No. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I just think that you know, obviously longevity availability is a thing with George Kittle. He's still very good. Mm-hmm. That I would still put him at tight end three. And when healthy, he's obviously going to be dominant. He's a great blocker. Uh, but I do think that Travis Kelsey and his production and what he's done so far keeps him at one. Hopefully Darren Waller comes back next year and he's super healthy. Like him, Devontae Adams, and Carr, that's going to be electric. And I, my oldest brother is a Raiders fan. I've, I've got some close friends that are Raiders fans. <laughs> so they are a team that I know that I, to be a Chiefs fan, I'm supposed to hate them. I don't. I don't even dislike them. I mean, so they've drafted my guy Foster Moreau. I, I, I like a lot of Raiders. So if I, I had to pick, it would be the Raiders. How about we get a couple more in here? Uh, would you rather win the finals, Super Bowl, or World Series? I think it would be the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is a, probably the easy answer. I think I might go World Series, though. Really? Yeah. How come? I don't know. It just seems more historic, more prestigious to rock World that Series? World Series ring and win one. Super Bowl is obviously right up there. I, the yeah. NBA Finals finishes last for me. Yeah, I just. I don't. Why is that so, like. Why is it last? I don't know. Like, it's, why is it an obvious last? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I do like basketball. Yeah. I grew up loving yeah, I do it. understand how difficult sport. it is. Like, you're down 3-2. You got to win the next two. And then you do it. And it's like, that's pretty exciting. Baseball, it's like you're waiting for one hit, you know, or one guy to make an error. And then everyone goes nuts. Or, you know, you get a, a home run hit in the bottom of the seventh and you tie a game. And it's like, all right, we're back in this. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's my Royals love. I mean, when the Royals won the World Series, I, I will say I almost cried. Like, I was very, mm-hmm. very close to tears. If I, I would have been experiencing that moment with anyone else, I probably would have cried. That's how much it meant to me. Like me in the AFC Championship game? Maybe not that much. I didn't know the human body could produce that many tears. Oh, stop. It wasn't that <laughs> many tears. Jesus. <laughs> but even in that moment where you're, you were like, you were crying, and I think you were even like, don't look at me. And I'm like, no, I get it. Like, it's fine. Just, <laughs> yeah. just cry. I'm not going to make fun yeah, of you. Yeah, it's just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize I for being happy. Like, God, what a time of life that was. <laughs> right. I'm having the time of my life, and I am sorry that I am. Just freezing tears on your face because it's like twelve degrees. Man, when outside. Sammy, like I will never forget watching Sammy Watkins catch that, and then immediately thinking this was the same play against the Patriots where he stumbled and he freaking scored here, and I was like, "We're going to the fucking Super Bowl." And then it was just like, <laughs> "Waterworks, <laughs> waterworks." Yeah, for me, I would probably still take the World Series. There's something about baseball for me that is just romantic that I. 
I love the traditions, the history. And even being a, a football guy at heart, I just don't have that same passion with football. Yeah. I can't tell you much about the NFL from the 60s and 70s. I can tell you a shitload about baseball from the 60s and 70s or <laughs> the 20s and the 30s. I just, I've always been very interested in the history of baseball. What what about it was so interesting? Like just the stats, the players. Honestly, like for me, it, it was Mickey Mantle. Uh, yeah. Reading a book about Mickey Mantle when I was young, and then like ha- knowing who he was and how great he was as a Yankee, but then reading a book and finding out that he played in Joplin, Missouri, that he was from right around this area, was an oh shit moment for me. Yeah. Where like I didn't know that, and then learning about him, guys like Babe Ruth, Jackie Robinson, I just always always interested. And with football, it would be like, oh, yeah, the guys played in the 60s, whatever, don't care. Long time ago. Yeah. I didn't care about football until I could start remembering it. Yep. Which was about the 80s. Like, I was born in 87, so I didn't, I don't remember a lot of football from the 80s, but I've watched highlights of it and things like that. So, like, when did football start for me? In the 80s. When did basketball even start for me? Like, the 90s. Like, probably 90. I, the Lakers, Celtics, and then the Bulls taking over. But baseball, like, the 20s. I ba- I know a lot. Not like I'm like some baseball savant, but like I'm interested in the game yeah. starting in the 20s. So baseball's always That's been awesome. Good for me. I didn't realize you were that invested in the history of baseball. That's why I I always wore the number seven. Was because of Mickey Mantle. I, I can remember uh, being in high school and my coach coming up to me. We had a new offensive coordinator. He's like, Hey, I just got to know why are you wearing seven? Because it's, if it's for John Elway, like he said, like, we can't be friends anymore. I was like, no, it's not John Elway. And then we had another uh, one of my teammates right there. And he's like, it's Michael Vick, right? Like you and Michael Vick. And he was joking. It's like yeah. you and Michael Vick have the same play style. We didn't. I was like, no, it's for Mickey Mantle. Like I've, I've always loved seven. I've always loved Mickey Mantle. And the coach was like, that's probably the coolest answer I've ever heard from a football player. <laughs> I was like, well, you probably don't talk to many football players because you're kind of a jerk. But that was it. That's my – my baseball interest and love story that we got from us. Would you rather question? So it's baseball for me, but that's it for us today. Uh, We appreciate you guys as always popping off in the chat, asking those questions. Uh, Big country and I will be back tomorrow right here in the call in app live uh, starting at 10 a.m. Usually run about an hour and 15, (laughs) Uh, but we will be back. We appreciate you guys listening along, getting involved in the chat, asking us questions. Like I said, big country and I back tomorrow right here in the call in app at 10 a.m. We'll talk to you tomorrow.